0: Wednesday, best ball breakfast. You know the drill. We're first drafting with the Best Ball Mania 3 champ, Pat Karain, and then RotoViz is Sean Siegel. We'll be swinging by. We got two more Best Ball Mania 4 drafts here as we chase. $3 million on Underdog Fantasy, and of course, lots of preseason and free agent acquisition signings to discuss uh, as it pertains to flipping the draft board on its head. It's Best Ball Breakfast. I'm Pete Oversette. Let's go. Oh, another Influencer 101 for the Backward Hats, bro. Rick! Zach Ertz with no Tyler Algier bringback? Yikes! You reached a round for correlation. That's a no-no. You ADP bros disgust me. How about you just live a little? Handcuffing might actually be a way to get unique if the field's avoiding it. The Wi-Fi at this resort is a disaster? These fucking streamers don't have player takes. What if a piss boy draft is the room you need? Oh! Pat. The script for the 2023 Best Ball Bros video, as of uh, 30 minutes ago, is officially in the can. All we'll right, be recording that video in the next day or two.
1: Love it. I've been excited for the. I've been excited and worried for the <laughs> Best Ball Bros video this year. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> it was, in our in our private chat yesterday. Karane, uh, <laughs> oh, no. I think Leone had like asked a question about like a dynasty trade, and Pat was like, "It was to the Brees Hall.
1: Today. He got an offer yeah. for uh, Marvin Mims and Brees Hall for Devontae
0: Smith. There you go. And Pat said, run to the podium to accept it. And I had just Forget written Breeze. in my script the best ball bro phrase, uh, run to the podium. And look, when when Pat <laughs> says no one is safe, I would say I'm probably the least safe of everyone. I would say this year I see myself in my cliches on the script more so than I have any other year, which I think comes with the territory of streaming all 150 of your drafts.
1: Well, like I really this this year's been very concerning because even without the best ball breakfast, without the uh, the best ball Bros video, I've kind of already felt myself become a cliche like as as <laughs> fast as I ever have. Like I had. I mentioned um, that you know I think it was on a podcast with Bime for I, I talked about how like you know your portfolio can't win you anything you have like one of these teams will will win you, will right. win you something so if you're taking guys you know you don't take a lot you want to build them on really smart teams like at least like build teams with the guys you're fading that could be really good you know and and try to do that not just like throw in a share just to get a share but. Right. Davis mentioned on another pod, he's like, Yeah, Pat, I think you mentioned they kind of referenced that point. I was like, Oh, it's cool. And then the next time I was on with Davis, he goes, Our portfolios can't win us anything. We da- to cliche.
0: We're all just we all say the you know the same things and then we listen to each other and then we make fun of each other for saying those things, and it's just a very circular <laughs> yeah. thing um pat uh i did hop us into a main event a main event draft uh a best ball mania draft here and i i just could not be running any worse on slot it's it's like honestly a sick bit uh right now another one nine for the audio listeners here in this best ball mania draft
1: well i think we're gonna take lamar and uh <laughs> just do the same draft I'll be back to <laughs> okay. yeah
0: i will say like looking at my quarterback exposures um You know, you've helped me get my Lamar Jackson up here. I also need to get my Justin Fields. Some people have been on me for that one, and I and I completely agree. I I need to get my
1: fields boosted. I'm at six percent fields. Yeah, I actually thought I was higher, Um, so I probably need to boost mine as well. It's been tough to to get these elite quarterbacks. It has been,
0: yeah, and it's like. I think my guess for you, right, is because I know you're very open to Lamar at the 3-4 turn, whereas you're probably feeling a little bit better about the wide receivers in the late fourth, early fifth um, to where you pass on fields there.
1: Yeah, well, what I've been doing to get the fields, most of it is correlated with DJ Moore because I'll try to – I kind of figure out what the drafters behind me are doing – you know, a quarterback, or if I have Burrow as cover, and the two two hole doesn't have a quarterback, but the one hole does, then I'll usually just take DJ Moore, and Fields comes back. You know, ninety-nine right. percent of the time he's going to come back on the wrap, so you can kind of push him that way. Uh Yeah, that's how I have most of my Fields, but I I don't tend to just take Fields. Like I yeah. tend, sometimes I'll do it with Drake London, where I'll be like, right. I can either Fields will come back, or I can get DJ Moore if he's if he lasts. One way or another, I'm starting to build out that game stack, but... Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, We are about to pick on the clock at 1-9. We see CMC, Eckler, Diggs, Kelsey come off the board, uh, staring at very familiar names here. Bijan, AJ Brown, CD Lamb. uh, Anything you would do here uh, or play the hits?
1: Well, uh, how worried are you about... I I would say let's go Brown because the way the board is going to fall, right? The right, th- the three four is probably not going to be wide receivers we love, yeah. So we take AJ Brown here. Uh,
0: let me see. Yeah, Nez talking about uh, the data bull stream has me spooked. Definitely te- check out Nick's um submission. He basically reinvented the idea of value based drafting and value over replacement and looking at the current landscape as well for ADP, and it does not paint a nice picture for the elite QBs at these new prices. So I uh, highly recommend checking that out. I wrote about all five of the best ball uh submission in my newsletter on Friday. And you can check out that stream on the channel as well. Pat, we are back on the clock here. Barkley, Pollard, Waddle, uh, Olave. What do you think?
1: I would lean Waddle since we're gonna take Lamar anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Pollard is also good, but. Um, I know the room kind of wants us to take waddle i think do you think
0: uh i took pollard i did a pollard waddle uh combo i don't know if it was monday or yesterday everything blurs together um do you think pollard ends up settling at the one two turn now that the specter of zeke is is no longer in play there
1: i do he's one um we ended up moving up uh in the legendary upside rankings he uh someone that was like you know not necessarily the first guy that comes to mind when dalvin cook signs with the Jets but um I think is a beneficiary that that you know that Zeke and, and Cook have signed elsewhere I don't think Lenny's really a, a great fit for the Cowboys are likely to go there so yeah uh he's he's probably you know that's this that's the backfield in, in Dallas which is pretty awesome for Pollard he's yeah. also looked healthy. I mean, you're getting a huge discount on Pollard early, like pre draft He was going in the third round, the, yeah. the mid to late third round, I think. So, yeah, I it's all broken right.
0: I want to, I still really, like, do you have any leans on the RB2 situation there? Because the Cowboys, last year they went really lean. A lot of weeks they would just have Pollard and Zeke active. We know both of them turned in top 24 seasons. Like, there is definitely room for another back in this offense to be very usable, especially relative to their cost. I mean, are you starting to mix anyone in a a Rico Doddle or whoever?
1: I haven't. um, Partly because like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know who the guy is. And then it's like, what's the payoff, right? The payoff is, it could be good if Pollard gets hurt and you have the right guy, Mm. but it's a lot of risks to take on. I think the answer is probably Malik Davis. If I was going to draft anyone, I think I've taken Malik Davis and like some of the Pomeranian but super flex slows that I'm finishing up. You know, just like all right, I guess I need an. I got like locked out of running back five. I'll take Malik Davis or something. Yeah, those are twenty rounds though. Yeah, yeah, so I'm it's- yeah.
0: Uh, my my hope is that over the next couple of weeks, we'll continue to get more clarity. Like I started, I took Joshua Kelly on a team where it was like, yeah. he was kind of assumed to be the true backup, but we we just don't know. Like if Spiller came out and played a ton of snaps, that wouldn't have shocked me. And so kind of now getting a little confirmation, all right, it is, it is Joshua Kelly. He's a guy I'm going to start mixing in in the 17th and 18th. And I am still really waiting for Bengals and Cowboys confirmation because man, those RB2s seem very valuable to me if we can identify which one it is correctly
1: yeah I don't think it's Chase Brown so I wouldn't be drafting him but I don't know if it's Travion or Evans um it's tough because because Travion got hurt yeah that's a spot where I could maybe see Lenny trying to go there yeah
0: that that one I do think would especially I mean there's still stuff going on with Mixon, right like the the Mexican Mixon legal stuff is not just completely cleaned up no he could get uh, suspended completely. I think yeah and at that point um it does seem like the Bengals could uh, address the situation and could I, I would doubt that they would swap out uh, one problematic uh, player for another in Kareem Hunt it does seem like Lenny would be like a pretty decent fit for what they want to do
1: yeah yeah, I mean he's he's kind of like ideal for them. Like they yeah, they like do a lot of dump off check down stuff. Um, they pass a ton. He's he makes he actually like makes sense for them. Right. So. All right. We're about to pick on the clock
0: at 3-9. We started this draft with A.J. Brown and Jalen Waddell. Um, Nothing too crazy going on in this draft. Um, The quarterback's falling a little bit. Hurts at 26, Mahomes 28, Allen at 30. Um, Pat, let's see here. I do think it's interesting to start to see how far these guys like Ramondre and Brees Hall are falling in drafts. Anything else that jumps out to you here as we are on deck now on the clock with Stevenson and Gibbs off the board?
1: I mean, we, we we know what we're doing, right? Are we taking Lamar? Sure, let's do Lamar. <laughs> this is our weekly tradition. We come on with draft a Lamar Jackson stack.
0: I know, lady. Who, you know, if we we're in the fucking middle of the board, maybe we could do a Justin Fields or something. But they 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 just don't want us to have nice things. <laughs>
1: they, we just need, <sighs> we should do a comparison while of Lamar of Jackson teams at the end and see how we did. See what people like. Which well, ones we do like. I
0: I have started to do um. You know, I, I pull up the, the fantasy life uh, best ball hub and I'll actually do it here while we're going. And I'll just type in my Lamar teams and, uh, and see what kind of pairings we're, we're looking at here. Um, what do you So, Ramondre does go off the board here at 3 7. In my draft with Spags yesterday, he slid all the way to the mid fourth. Where do you think Ramondre's efficient ADP should be right now? Or maybe we can discuss it after we're on the clock here because we're going to pick at 4-4 Brees is on the board you also have Watson DJ Moore um what do you think is the play here at 4-4
1: I mean my preference would be to go Brees but what are your what are your thoughts
0: yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed pushing it just to see, but again, I never get early slots anymore. So who knows if I'll ever even be able to get super cheap Brees? I mean, I don't, I don't mind taking a, a Watson or London, but I, I do think Brees is probably the, you know, the optimal pick. Then let's do it. All right, Brees Hall, come on down. We'll keep packing Brees bags. Brees at pick forty to anchor. Uh, we got Lamar Jackson, AJ Brown, Waddle. So yeah, t- talk about because people have been in my comments being like they were very excited to hear both you and Sean. Talk about where you think these guys should be going post Alvin Cook, post Zeke. What are your kind of quick and dirty thoughts on how much things should change from an ADP standpoint?
1: Yeah, I've actually been sort of perplexed by the discussion around Ramondre and then Brees because they seem like fairly similar in terms of like, you know, if we think about like if you zoom out right they both signed these guys who looked pretty washed last year and it creates it definitely creates a bit more uncertainty around both players i think it adds risk to both players mm-hmm. but then the what i what i hear is well ramondre was in a split with damian harris anyway so and zeke's completely washed so that i don't even know if it affects them at all He Mm -hmm. should basically stay where he was, and then with Brees, the discussion seems to be. Now that's not the only thing with Ramondre. You you are hearing stuff about how he might get sniped on touchdowns, but there's like I've heard the argument of like Ramondre should basically go exactly where he was going. With Brees, it's like he's he was. It's over. Like they're you know they're putting him in a casket because Dalvin Cook is going to be the starter and Brees is going to be a backup. Even though Connor Hughes had a quote, Connor Hughes, is a beat writer for the Jets, he had a quote about how like they view this as as Brees' team, and Dalvin's there to just like help him get back. Um, yeah. Jacob tweeted this out. Yeah, he goes, "This is a quote from Connor Hughes. It's still Brees Hall's Brees Hall's team." And quote, "He's the Jets' bell cow. The moment he's back, Cook isn't mm. stealing touches from him. He's spelling him and helping him." This also isn't an indictment on Hall's health, I'm told. He's still on schedule. So I view this as bad for both of them Mm -hmm. in the sense that it creates risk. Brees was always a play for late season. But what does late season mean? Before, I was saying, I think late season probably starts around week five. Mm -hmm. Now, it might start after the Jets' week seven bye That they would actually start to lean on him in a real way that's a that's annoying right that's going to create lower advance rates for my third round Brees hall teams but i don't think it fundamentally affects his ceiling like at all like if he's if he's as good as we or at least i think he probably is um then he's gonna be awesome down the stretch and if he's not that guy then he won't be but it's pretty it's still the same play as it was
0: and even and even to play kind of like devil's advocate to myself who has a very similar read on it as you the risk is also like they can say that this is Brees hall's team when he comes back but if dalvin cook is playing awesome like he's gonna carve out a role like he's gonna get first crack sure. and if he's playing really well and breaking off big plays like they're not just gonna bench him and so that risk is now introduced um but i think it's For more sure. likely that he doesn't play really well and they're super excited to get Brees hall back out on the field
1: Right, but I do think you want to look at how likely that is. And people are talking about the money that Dalvin got and his production from last year. Um, what do I uh, do here?
0: Kirk falls all the way to fifty-seven. I don't click a ton of him. I don't mind grabbing the value unless
1: you see something else you like. If you want to, we can. I I, I still have him ranked behind this. I'm not. I'm not really. But we could do it. There's no one else that exciting that that's left. I would take JSN over him. I. I would have yeah, like uh you know, can I say use those Walker if you want.
0: Um oops, sorry, I had already clicked. No, it's Kirk. fine. I
1: actually think I think Kirk is probably better for the build.
0: He he was another guy too, because I have such a strong Ridley fade. I have been trying to get more Christian Kirk. And so if I am gonna get him at, at a discount, that feels like a, a nice spot to do it.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good one. Um the, uh,
0: Pat, people are still talking about your your internet. Your audio's been good, but your video is is lagging today. People can't wait for San Diego internet from Pat.
1: All right, well, I'll, I'll talk to the landlord out there and, and try to make sure it's <laughs> in time. Um, yeah, but uh, well, at least the audio's good. Um, what was I Oh yeah, Dalvin's like they're talking about the money Dalvin got and his production from last year, mm-hmm. but you can't, you know. The money thing's interesting. Jacob Sanderson put out a post that I referenced already, but it's an awesome post. And you know, he, he was comparing it to like the money that you have at the end of an auction draft. Like this is August money. Like they they got this money from Aaron Rodgers taking, you know, a contract restructure based probably to get Dalvin Cook. It's yeah. not like and it's a one year deal. So yep. if if they're not liking what they're seeing from Dalvin Cook, they're not going to be like, but we gave him so much money. They have nothing tied to him in the future. So the yep. money doesn't really mean it like that much, I don't think. Um, Marquise I, I Brown, Dobbins Evans,
0: Dobbins. Dobbins yeah. I was going to say Dobbins seems fun. This is why I said Kirk is probably better for the build because we
1: can just go get Dobbins.
0: Talk, talk about Dobbins too, because we were actually talking right before the show started that he feels like a guy that's going to be a mid-fifth round
1: pick here in in pretty short order. It's an easy one, I think. Like, he's he's going to sign probably like an extension or something. He's been holding in quite like friend. It was quite a friendly hold in. He was hugging the the GM and talking to Harbaugh and stuff. They're like they were annoyed that he was doing it, but then no one seemed really aggravated and now it seems like it's about to get worked out. So I don't know. I think people people thought they took it at face value that it was related to his knee. We saw him last year. He was, he was very efficient. I'm not worried. About yeah. Anything. Yeah, um,
0: and I I do love the, you know, one thing I've been wanting to do, and it's funny you mentioned Sanderson, uh, who again has been doing some awesome work, although he's supposed to be on vacation in Galway and is out here like updating his ranks, but
1: whatever. I know, it's crazy. He was on Um, stream with me for like two hours from Galway. I know
0: Um, but he when he was on best ball after dark uh, which again those are uh, shows you guys can get access to as YouTube members we talk uh, about best ball we do drafts get to know the guests a bit but anyways he was talking about how much he loves the quarterback running back pairings in best ball mania um, to use a word that will be in the best ball bro script because of the ping-ponging effect that you can get there and I, I feel like Dobbins and Lamar have to be one of the most fun quarterback running back pairings you can do 100%.
1: 100%. I also will do stuff like Andrews Dobbins mm-hmm. and bet on, you know, I, I especially like doing stuff like that if I have an elite quarterback where I'm like, I can at least, maybe Lamar's the guy you want in week 17, but Lamar is expensive and not available on the early side of the board. So if you have Andrews, like if you take Andrews from the three hole or something and Dobbins falls all the way back to you and you either have, you probably don't have an elite quarterback, right? But you might right. have. A guy like Richardson, or you know, you get you have upside a quarterback to maybe be able to hang with a Lamar, not beat him, but not get crushed. Um, betting on the Ravens feels pretty fun.
0: Yeah, it does. Um, they, and it, you know what? I found it easier. It, I saw some people talking about, um, that it's been hard to get justin herber lately for people it's even yeah, when has. you take allen or eckler like you have to really go out of your way to do it one thing that is kind of nice about the ravens is it does still come together Decently, and I do say that here in this draft, where Zay Flowers goes at 69, this was a very avalanchey thing here. Like up to Pickens, that's about normal at 68, and then, well, I guess the Pittman thing's not normal at 71. Yeah. But Zay and Elijah Moore here at 69 and 70 is definitely uh, a little rich to what we're used to seeing here. Although Dotson still almost got back to us, it, so it's it's not that. I mean, Pat, are they going to keep giving us Kyle Pitts at pick? Pick eighty one. Anything else you'd want to do? Quentin Johnson, if you want to play the wide receiver angle, or we could wait.
1: Let's do Pitts, man. That seems fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, Waller now going ahead of Pitts. Like, I guess you can you can make the case. That still seems a little crazy to me.
1: I think it's playing scared. Honestly, I think it's just fear. Yeah, you're like, oh, I've got this guy. the he's the number one wide receiver, but he's got a tight end. He's on the Giants. It's like. Hey, that's cool. He's not in the midst of a two-year decline though, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> and, like, it's just a little, like, he's like 31 and his numbers have fallen off, like, significantly. Hmm. Kyle yeah. Pitts, like, third-year dude who splashed the ability to be like a legit wideout with tight end eligibility. And we're, yeah, we we got burned a little bit predicting the breakout a year before it came hopefully. Um, but guy had a thousand yards as a rookie. It's not exactly like, I don't know. Is he good? He's good. And
0: and now that there's like a legitimate difference in price or like now that he's like going where Waller is and there's like a gap up to Kittle. That's pretty significant. uh, He just seems like a screaming buy. um, we got to get Bateman here, right? I was going to say here, I don't think we can mess around. Um, So here's our team here through eight rounds as we select uh, Rashad Bateman. We got Lamar at quarterback. We got Brees Hall and J.K. Dobbins at running back. Wide receiver, A.J. Brown, Jalen Waddle, Christian Kirk, Rashad Bateman, tight end, Kyle Pitts. I mean, pretty fun team here. That's a good team. Yeah. Um, have you, you know, I mentioned Justin Fields needing to boost up my exposure to him. I think a lot of the other... Kind of objectives I've had as far as exposures, I'm trying to course correct on with only you know thir- less than 30 drafts to go. I'm I'm doing a decent job with. I do want to get some more true zero RB builds, but are there any portfolio corrections you're making here as we enter the home stretch?
1: One of them's Pollard. I, I want to get more Pollard. I, I mm. I'm overweight Pollard, but it's not like a big stand. I'm at ten and a half percent on underdog, and does feel like someone be kind of nice to be like 15 percent on. Um, especially Mm -hmm. if I can kind of like, I'm going to start taking him over Waddle now. Um, I've been taking him over Barkley, but you know, he, 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 I feel like I either don't have the pick in the right part of the board. If, if I'm trying to take Pollard there or I do, and then someone takes Pollard. (laughs) So I just, I haven't been able to get him a ton. I actually took him once um, in one of these, I did a big dog and I was like, I'm mixing this up. And I took, I took Lamb. No, I took Amon Ra Pollard uh, from the from the twelve. Okay, because like, everyone, you know, everyone does the opposite. Lamb Gibbs, and I was like, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do the reverse. I'm gonna do Amon Ra Pollard. Yeah, and that actually felt pretty fun. I might. It's probably not the last of that I do.
0: Yeah, yeah. And again, I I can't recommend the uh underdog best ball hub on fantasy life free tool you upload your csv and you can go quickly while you're drafting just be like all right who do i normally pair aj brown with type him in you'll see your most frequent guys and you can start to hey maybe you intentionally want to have a ton of aj brown and jalen waddle teams or maybe you're like hey it would actually be nice to have one aj brown tony Pollard team those are the things you can kind of quickly check as you are drafting pat Look at our friend Barry Noyce in the chat. Uh,
1: excited oh, to ball baby. out with us Barry. in Vegas. <laughs> I'm excited to see Barry again. It's been like years, I think, right? It has been, been years. Like three years, been maybe? years. Yes.
0: Uh, I don't even think we have enough time or the, uh, time the ability to, 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 <laughs> to catch people up on who Barry is, but uh, he's a gem.
1: He's a, he's a gem. That that much is, uh, is undisputed.
0: So we're about to pick at 9-9. You know, this room has you know, kind of ebbed and flowed in avalanche directions. Like Nico Collins at 94 um, is a, definitely an interesting selection. Gibson comes off the board here. Would you want to do the premium uh, stack with Tua or maybe push him once more and see if he comes back around? Because the Tyreek Hill drafter is behind us.
1: What is? What are your thoughts on doing the the two guys from the same game?
0: I, if we get a good value on it, I am not uh opposed to it whatsoever. I would say we 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 push him around the wrap though. All right. Well then
1: who jumps out to you?
0: I've been trying to get more Brian Robinson,
1: honestly. Okay. Yeah. I actually I have a ton of him, but I'm happy to do him. Okay. I I think they're You know, one thing too,
0: I was looking, you know, I thought how they used those two guys in the preseason, both Gibson and him was pretty encouraging. And the fact that they were both running a bunch of routes, I think Gibson actually ran or sorry, Robinson ran one more route than Gibson. And if they're using those guys almost interchangeably, and if you get Brian Robinson, the goal line carries and he's out there catching a few passes, I mean, he's, he's very mispriced. uh, I think in this range and I've been wanting to get some more of him.
1: I think he's the right answer in Washington. I have, I'm at, uh, yeah, 6.7% Gibson and um, 16.2% Robinson. So I've been, I've been betting hard that the answer is Robinson because Robinson's cheaper too. Like, I'm not just taking the boring early down guy three rounds ahead. That's normally the way this plays out, right? And then we take the more exciting pass catching guy later. Gibson's more expensive well I will say Gibson yeah he,
0: Gibson sometimes has been falling in drafts but yes I think little my little. ADP um Pat I, I even hate to say this too I I am open to Odell here uh if we wanted to do the double or we can go with the the two and be done at quarterback
1: I think we go Odell all right, yeah. well, actually, I don't know. What do you think about Tua? Tua Tua here is a huge
0: value. He's a huge value. We we spent a premium pick on Waddle. I don't mind that the Tua Lamar in week 17 together at this price. We're gonna we're gonna have more fun if we take Tua, right? Yes. I did, I will say, Pat, I uploaded or I checked on, and I don't know if this was a team we drafted together. I'd have to go check. Uh, for some reason it does feel like a team we drafted together. Um but the, uh, I have another Lamar Jackson, A.J. Brown team where we did Bateman and Flowers, and then we did Likely, and it also had Kyle Pitts. So this one gets us a Bateman with Odell, but we do still have a team. I'm pretty sure it was us, Lamar, A.J. Brown, and Pitts together. So we're, we're playing the hits.
1: We are. I mean, we knew that from the jump. Yeah. So, yeah. Although we don't – yeah, so we don't have Bateman and Odell. We got Lamar. Yes. Of course it's so a re- team. I mean, yeah. Of course. And we're,
0: we're done at quarterback now. Uh, you know, this team through 10 rounds, Lamar and Tua at quarterback, running back, Brees Hall, J.K. Dobbins, Brian Robinson, wide receivers, A.J. Brown, Jalen Waddle, Christian Kirk, Rashad Bateman, tight end, Kyle Pitts. We do have a tendency, Pat, to always end up light in our builds because we can't avoid the Brees, the Kyle Pitts. And so we are going to have to get creative again at wide receiver.
1: We are. Yeah. I think we'll be all right. Yeah, Odell in some ways would have been I mean, look, I would have been happy to click Odell if Tua wasn't there, but it's like, man, you're getting two in the tenth. That's like a two-round discount. Yeah. And we have Waddle. So. Yeah. I I I like it there too. Um,
0: for for the Tua stuff, I mean, we and we can't let we can't let Tua slide all the way back to the Tyreek Hill drafter at 117. No. That's just not fair. No, we're not doing that uh that drafter does stack up Geno smith with jsn i was reviewing uh because i'm doing a little piece or uh, we're doing a round table piece for fantasy life of our most drafted stacks and i did see that Geno and jsn have now pulled ahead of sam howell and jahan dotson as my most uh drafted stack so feel good
1: about the happy the gino, to hear JSN. that congratulations <laughs> um, i, I do, one thing i like about gino smith is that he's not gonna get benched for jacoby Brissett. You know, I appreciate that about him.
0: Pat Pat talks a big anti-Howell game, but behind closed doors, he's capitulating on Howell left and right.
1: You know, I I have mixed him in. I'm at 3.1% overall. Um, I had some best ball mania uh, exposure to him in particular. I'm at 4.4% in best ball mania. There you go. I've drafted five Sam Howell best ball mania teams of 114. There you go. Um Pat, I need to minor some
0: coffee. The people need their coffee pour. Here you go. Beautiful, beautiful coffee pour. Uh Pat and I are about to pick in round eleven here. We of course have Sean Siegel joining us near the top of the hour for another Best Ball Mania Four draft. Pat, uh, we got a ton of running backs uh, available on the board, at least by ADP. We could also get a little aggressive with a wide receiver selection if we are worried about getting buried there. But at the top here by ADP, we got P. Ryan, McKinnon, Jamal Williams, Bigsby, uh, Warren. Uh, McKinnon does come off the board here. You got someone you want to dial up. We are on the clock. Goff goes off the board.
1: P Ryan is is the guy jumping out to me because we got we got Hall. I've I've you want to talk about pairs. I've paired these two together a bunch. I like pairing them. Like if you have Brees Hall pairing with like Brian Robinson and Samaji Perine is kind of oh. perfect. You know. Yes. You get that early and not season. To admit- and
0: we get we get P Ryan at pick 129. You know ADP of 115. Like I understand that P Ryan sliding a little bit as Javante Williams inches up, but that's that's still too way much of a slide there in my opinion. I
1: agree. I agree. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and like the Javante stuff. I mean, he's that's the more serious injury of you know him versus Brees in terms of the the knee injury stuff. And like I know he's looking really good, and that's awesome, but. Just like we expect Brees to be ramped up, I think we should expect Javante to be ramped up. Yeah. And and the fact that he's, you know, going to be playing, like that, that again, that's awesome, but he's not going to have a full workload early in the season. I I would be, I mean, that would be like truly a shocking recovery if he is able to have a full workload early in the season. So Piron should have value out of the gate. And then Peyton's, you know, typically had a running back committee. So I think Piron will have a little bit of value all season, but. He's more to help us get get haul through those first you know 5 7 weeks.
0: This feels like a receiver pick to me Pat. Uh, I mean, Rashi Rice or Mims are kind of who would be interesting to me. Is there anything else you like?
1: Uh I guess Mims we took we took um He's not coming back. Out. He's certainly
0: not coming back at ADP of 144. Uh, we're at 136, so we'll grab uh, Marvin Mims. Are you are you Mims over Rashi Rice? I, I mean, I take it, and and that was the the head to head there.
1: I mean, if I had Bengals or Chiefs, I'd go Rice.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: figured we got you know we, we did bet on the Broncos a little with with P Ryan, not that it's a huge bet, but yeah, you know that that could be a passing game bet down the stretch maybe. Um, yeah. So. Slight tiebreaker.
0: Yep, I, I, yeah, I still like it again. This was one of those things too, where I I do think this is an efficient range for Marvin Mims ADP. Like I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be going where Rondell Moore and and Darnell Mooney are. Um, And then on top of that, like we were only at four wide receivers there through 11 rounds. So we do add Marvin Mims to AJ Brown, Jalen Waddle, Christian Kirk, and Rashad Bateman. Matt Hudson, thank you for becoming a YouTube member uh, that gets you access to the best ball after dark streams this week uh, announcement. We're doing a special best ball afternoon, um, hmm. trying to coordinate with Eric Bime for a guy. You guys know Pat does a weekly show with him as well. Excited to get him on. We both finished together on a team. We drafted top 10 in best ball mania too. So every year I like to get together with him, try to run it back recapture some of that gal brain magic so that'll be friday afternoon at 3 p.m that will be available to all of you youtube members pat um any other thoughts on on this team here are you worried about getting buried by the avalanche or do you think we can recover here
1: well i'm just like you know what are you going to do when you guys win it are you going to open that stream up to the public or are they going to have to become youtube members to see the winning team
0: that that is uh, I I will
1: I will probably uh, that'll be a tough
0: decision right Pat because I'm like I could just get all these YouTube members in here no I would probably capitulate
1: and make it public <laughs> after you split one point after you split three million <laughs> just to eke out so, a few more dollars yeah, yeah you got you got to really stick it to the people and get that money yeah, yeah. the
0: the best bit would be like uh, or it would be a it would be a bad bit but it's like say say someone who wasn't a streamer actually i don't know this would be way too much effort i'm just imagining someone who has 150 streams all paywalled, and it's like a you know everyone's a hundred dollars and then you win and then you're like <laughs> trying to get people to to pay for that stream. Uh. <laughs> um anyways uh tyler thank you as always uh did you spill coffee on the like button yeah we've been having issues with the like button it's been broken i think if you guys can just hit it really hard um it's just a little sensitive right now it's sticky like pat's internet connection just make sure you're hitting that like button pat we are so close to 15k subs we're we're less than 200 away want to be done with this giveaway please subscribe to the channel because i know pat is sick and tired of hearing me do this promo every wednesday
1: subscribe to the channel first of all there's like money to be had if you just like leave comments and stuff so you know that -hmm. seems like a good reason and then uh yeah Two hundred people need to sign up, and then we're done with the promo. Come on,
0: and then we're done. Let's get it done, and then we're done. Um, Pat Dalton Schultz slides all the way to pick one fifty three here. I also think like Mingo is interesting. Mingo's Oppo, really interesting. Christian
1: Kirk, yeah, I think Mingo is kind of a smash for like we need wide receiver. Yep, depth and upside. And um, I had uh, I was reading the thirty two beat writers recap of. The preseason stuff and they were pointing out that um dj chark was playing x and um and that mingo was probably the z and that that sort of probably explained why terrace marshall was had like kind of fallen down the depth chart that basically because because chark was assumed to maybe be a a z i don't know but it all looked pretty good for mingo
0: yeah and didn't didn't marshall get hurt too oh did he yeah what? um so looking at the board here i i don't mind doing roshan unless you want to dip into this wide receiver range
1: mm. let me see the running backs it's
0: so like roshan yeah roshan would
1: be nice uh because we have enough early season now we can i think we do swing yeah
0: so we add Roshan and Jonathan Mingo, a couple rooks at this 13 14 turn. The team through 14 rounds, Lamar Jackson and Tua, two, uh, two quarterbacks from the same week 17 by or same week 17 matchup. That's a no no. Uh, running back, Brees Hall, JK Dobbins, Brian Robinson, Samaj P. Ryan, Roshan Johnson. Wide receivers, AJ Brown, Jalen Waddle, Christian Kirk, Rashad Bateman, Marvin Mims, Jonathan Mingo, and then a tight end, Kyle Pitts. I do think like being able to get Mims and Mingo um there's definitely make me feel uh better about how the wide receiver
1: room is rounded out yeah i think mingos can be a bit of a cheat code because you know i don't think he's going to be awesome but he's expected to play like right away and he was a highly drafted rookie he's got size i think he's going to be used like on more kind of like underneath crossing intermediate stuff like he's not a he's not like a deep threat type of dude but that I think that means he could he could get some targets like they could be looking to get him targets because they I think they drafted him for his after catch ability um, right. he's a big guy but he's he's good after the catch he's really athletic yep. so you know I think he gives you some explosion but maybe he's like a little more consistent hitting your lineup a few more weeks than you know just like a pure burner deep threat like, like Marvin Mims right Marvin Mims could be like he could be just ghost town and then at the end maybe you get a couple spike weeks and you feel good about it but yeah um, Mims could be like filling in more over the court or sorry uh, Mingo could be filling in more over the course of the season uh, and then I think he's, he does have a ceiling I mean he's a very athletic Big wide receiver who was drafted early in the second round on a team who needs wide receivers. So, yeah, kind of feels to me like Michael Pittman. You know, like Michael Pittman, I think was a pretty weak prospect by a lot of the stuff that I look at, but, you know, he was big and drafted in the second round and they needed him and they installed him and he did okay. He's also a guy who
0: his his ADP kind of yo-yoed because I remember when he was immediately drafted and people were just doing like, oh, you could be the wide receiver one on the Panthers. He was going more in like the 110 to 120 range. Maybe one of the ADP bro charters could uh, confirm that for me. But now when he's falling back into the 150 range, I feel like a lot of the risk is out and the opportunity cost just isn't near as high as it was before.
1: I don't understand the fall. I mean, it's been good for, it's been good. Like the- yep. The news has been good. It was quiet for a while, but it's been, if you'd like to dig in, there's no real reason to to be freaked out by anything.
0: So we're about to pick at 15-9. We continue to see uh, Kendra Miller slide a ton in drafts. I did include the tight ends uh, here on the screen, assuming that quarterback is the one position we wouldn't entertain. Um... One one guy I'll float here, Pat, and because we do have the two guys in the week seventeen, um, Miami plays uh, the Cowboys in week sixteen, and Jake Ferguson I think is is still a little undervalued right now.
1: I was really hoping you were going to say Jake Ferguson. Talk about Jake Ferguson. I was so I've written up um, articles on Mark Andrews and kind of why I think he's kind of like the perfect encapsulation of what we're looking for in elite tight end. Kelsey is as well, but got to have a little fun with these articles. You can't just write about how Travis Kelsey's elite. Okay. Mark Andrews wrote him up. Then I wrote up the other early tight ends um, and kind of how they fit that profile. And I wasn't going to dig into the late tight ends because it's like, uh, you're parsing like so much with, with, you know, I can't go tight end by tight end. Like it's just, How many times can you say, I don't know if he runs enough routes, you know, but I did. I did end up writing up a few of the late round tight ends. And Jake Ferguson really stands out as a guy who could be a sneaky touchdown producer. Um, I'll, I'll get to I'll get to the reasons why. Let's let's pick first, but it's it's kind of fun
0: yeah um so uh kendra at the top here you also now have just like super wide receiver flyer range although Mechi's kind of interesting to me kendra Mechi, anything else you you see here
1: uh like Darius slayton would be mm. helpful for us we need like True. early season stuff you could
0: yeah i'm trying to think is there any other correlation things we should consider here um, I do like the idea of Slayton early season, though, with this
1: build. Yeah. I mean, we Wanna need... to do that? Yeah, pr- I think that's the move. I'm thinking we just go wide receiver, wide receiver to close out, right? Because we have Brees, Dobbins, Robinson, and Pirine. It's like, those three should help us get Brees across. And then Brees plus Roshan is like, awesome late season upside. I'm yeah.
0: Frozen arrow. I... I agree. Although the one thing, and we always find this, right, is that like we'll probably like a tight end uh option better than two of the deep wide receivers, but we can I think we can get creative here with some of these picks.
1: I'm happy to take um an extra tight end if we want. Okay. Although well, there's a wide receiver that I'll I'll be happy to take. Maybe, yeah. We can maybe take him in the 17th though. Um, um but, sorry, oh, well, but well, Ferguson, I was gonna Yeah, Ferguson. So okay, so Ferguson, I was looking at one of the things that I thought was really interesting is the run blocking um, can actually be helpful for fantasy because it makes sure that you're on the field for play action snaps. And you know, play actions uh, is generally an effective way of passing the ball, but it's produced a lot of targets for tight ends, Much a much higher percentage of, of tight end targets compared to wide receivers. And over the last five years, 41% of tight end touchdowns have come on play action. So we want play action. Play action is great for tight ends. Mm -hmm. If you look at what Ferguson did last year, he he had a 26% route participation on play action, despite only being at 14% route participation overall. So he was like a big part of their play action packages, even though he was a complete backup in general. So as we project his role into the future, you can count on the play action stuff being there. How much can you count on top? I don't know. That's that's a question. But if he consolidates a lot of those routes and he he has the play action stuff locked up, that creates a lot of touchdown upside, kind of generally speaking. But then if you look at what the Cowboys have done specifically, they've run play action a ton around the goal line. Mm. And so I think specifically for the Cowboys, you know, they, they ranked eighth, um, in in uh, green zone play action passes last year, and they ranked third in 2021. Even though they didn't run like a, an inordinate amount of play action overall, they they ran it very heavily around the goal line. This was really good for Dalton Schultz. He saw six play action targets inside the 10 yard line in 2021, uh, and he saw five last year. Only Dawson Knox saw more in 2021, and only Kel- Travis Kelsey saw more last year so you're looking at the potential for ferguson to rack up like four or five touchdowns on those types of plays and then what happens on top of that you know we'll have to see so wilson does go
0: one pick ahead i assume that's who you were that's who i wanted him yeah uh Taysom hill pretty big slide here um let's grab that man yeah um i have no problem with that uh makes sense here with this build and then we can find uh probably one more wide receiver to round this out the um man Taysom hill at 201 uh did it did everyone just get bored with the Taysom hill cheat code (laughs) and now we're just all in in correlation mode and we're like i don't know what to do with Taysom hill shouldn't you be shouldn't the market be even a little bit more excited about him with all of the kind of ambiguity with the with the running back room
1: yes yeah, that, hmm. that should be great.
0: Uh, the chat, the chat's trying to get us in on Bobby Trees early season uh, upside. Are you are you buying the Tank Dell steam or are you you still on your boy Robert Woods?
1: Robert Woods was rested with the starters. I mean, I've heard I've heard a lot of uh, post Priest Hall. I heard a lot of listen to what teams are telling you. And <laughs> I, I, what I'll say is listen to what teams are telling you. Robert Woods, man, he's a starting wide receiver. Um
0: Anyone down? I mean, there, there's some like correlation plays a little bit, um, that we could do here, but do you have any other, like last week you did give us Michael Wilson. I mean, we can do Robert Woods. Um, if you think he fits this build, anything else you like?
1: We could do, uh, Tutu Atwell, if you want. He's another guy who's a starter. Yeah. Um, a little more fun than Robert Woods. who's probably done, but maybe not done. Yeah. Um, what else correlated i don't i mean we don't have a time
0: the the niners and cowboys were our week 16 correlations with the quarterbacks yeah. um but but tutu and, and slayton i can see it now pat those two speeding up the game in week i seven love it each. yeah <laughs> that is,
1: seriously there we go
0: that's how we were there we go so we put a bow on this team, 18 Browns in the books. We go with a two, five, eight, three build Lamar Jackson and two at quarterback running backs, Brees Hall, JK Dobbins, Brian Robinson, Samaje Pirine, Roshan Johnson, wide receivers, AJ Brown, Jalen Waddle, Christian Kirk, Rashad Bateman, Marvin Mims, Jonathan Mingo, Darius Slayton, two, two, Davis Maddock loves when he high points it at well tight ends, Kyle Pitts, Jake Ferguson and Taysom Hill. Uh, I think we recovered
1: uh, from a, a slow wide receiver start, Pat. I think we got there. Yeah, I feel good. We got the upside, and then we got the, the early season stuff. It's nice to have it together in one player, but we had to split it up. We had to go get our upside with Mims, early season with Slayton, but I think we got there.
0: yeah. Yeah, it, it, you know, it does help when we get some some good values here. The Pitts value was nice. Um, we got a little Christian Kirk value there. Uh, the P Ryan pick 14 picks past ADP was nice. Um, and then even the 201 um, what almost two rounds after ADP. So whenever you can stack like what three to four like big ADP fallers, it, it starts to feel like you snuck an extra pick onto the team.
1: Yeah, the P Ryan one was real nice. We need it yeah it's amazing when you need I think this is why structural drafting works to a degree it's like part of it's just understanding like where you know where you want to position yourself to scoop value it's like you know what would be great if we really needed a running back and then we that was set up for us in a part of the draft where running backs are generally available but you could get one who falls way past ADP as well Um, and and, then there we were there we were the avalanche gifted us some IGP run
0: I would say the only thing that would have been you know on my wish wish list for this draft would have been able to get one of those miami running backs and get the kind of quarterback running back pairs for both Mm -hmm. the dolphins and you obviously have three cracks at it but you know most dirt's inching up and then you know wilson went on the opposite side of the board is us so it just didn't work out um i want to go look and see if we should have prioritized that at any spot um Let's see where A-Chain went in this one. A-Chain went at 110, so that was right before we picked Tua, so that wasn't going to happen. And then Mostert goes at 152, so that and we needed Mingo. Or no, he goes right before us on this one, so that wasn't going to happen. And then I guess it would have been, we would have had to have taken Jeff Wilson over Roshan, is
1: how we would have gotten there. Which you could say we should have done. You know, it's yeah. part of the correlation. We are, and we bet on two of two. So having one of his running backs would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Doom says you already have five players from the Baltimore Miami game. It's not actually because I want it for that game. It's that we made our two big concentrated bets from a season long standpoint on right. these two teams. And we're also thin on correlation with the Dolphins. We just got that skinny, skinny stack. And so it's more that, hey, if the Dolphins crush, I want one of those running backs um, throughout the season, giving us a, dare I say, a ping pong effect in 15, 16. It's not because I want there to be a duel between JK Dobbins and Jeff Wilson in in week 17. Um, Pat, any other, uh, tight end thoughts you have you obviously have that new article up on the site uh, the two-parter right looking at both kind of mark andrews and the criteria you are you know looking at for tight ends and then kind of applying that to the tight end landscape for this year
1: it's a three-parter now i'm gonna have uh, another another part out tomorrow so it was supposed to be a two-parter but i dug into some of the stuff on jake ferguson i wrote up um Chica i wrote up my guy Durham Smythe, uh, some of these guys who I was in uh, Kate Otten, I, I also touched on. I I threw out this new metric, um, which I'm calling paper uh, play action participation rate, and just, okay. just trying to gauge, you know, okay, how big a part is, of the play action routes is kind of your overall um, role in the offense? Because nice. as we look at guys especially for guys like Okonkwo, k and Smythe, um, Ferguson. We're looking at guys who are going to be scaling up their roles. So what, how is that, you know, what is that role in the small sample and, and how might it scale? And I think this is something that, you know, we could have benefited from in the past, looking at stuff like this. One guy that jumped out to me was was Dawson Knox, you know, in 2020, We weren't really interested in Knox, but he had um, a big jump in his like projected routes because Tyler Croft left the team. He ran a decent amount of routes. They were kind of in a split in 2020. Tyler Croft goes to the Jets and Knox had a chance to consolidate routes coming off a 40% route participation, which is pretty low. It's kind of what like Smythe had last year almost. And uh, so Knox had this opportunity. But when you looked at what he did in 2021, he ran a route on 41 percent, 41 percent of play action dropbacks. So he was his play action route participation was actually higher than his overall route participation, which was a really good sign for his ability to continue being in on those goal line plays. You know that play action um, stuff around the goal line as his role grew overall, and obviously, like the the spike that we got from Knox in terms of his route participation. Doubling from 40% to 80% was like pretty unpredictable. Like, we don't know, we're not gonna be able to proje- project the guy to have that big of a jump, but he had a ton of usage on play action that year 74% play action route participation. He scored nine touchdowns. I think that part of it that he was gonna be involved around the goal line was predictable to the extent like it's gonna be a big part of his role. Now, can we gauge how big that role is gonna be? That might be tough, but we can expect that he will have that. You know, as long as, like, for as much as he's out on the field, he'll be involved in that part. And so, highlighting some of the guys that um, I think that about this year.
0: Well, I was curious because, you know, I know you're using a lot of, you know, previous NFL data to, you know, filter for these tight ends. How are you applying that to the rookies? Because, you know, the rookie tight ends are obviously of, of intrigue this year where they're going. Are you looking at any of the similar college metrics or does it just not exist the way you're doing your process?
1: Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not really looking at the rookies that way because I don't have any data on what their role is. But I would say, if you're thinking through this that you know not having access to play action stuff around the goal line is not going to be ideal and that it's not to say that Dalton Kincaid won't because Dalton Kincaid like the Bills if they're going to run 12 if they're going to pass out of 12 you would expect a lot of that would be around the goal line and so maybe Dalton Kincaid actually does have a decent amount of play action stuff um, but if they're running 11 personnel my guess is that's still Knox. And so I think, so it's like thinking through, it's one of the reasons why Laporta is starting to look very interesting to me because Laporta is a guy who we do expect to play traditional tight end. They're running three wide receiver sets. They have one tight end on the field. Who is it? It's, it's Sam Laporta. And that is how you get, that's how you make sure you have access, not in specialized jumbo packages, but just regular old three wide receiver play action. Laporta being in for that, I think is, is, is very likely. Like he looks like a clear starter. That's where I think, you know, Michael Mayer's kind of interesting, maybe more down the stretch with, with him. He hasn't kind of as clearly established himself so far as the tight end one, but basically I'm thinking through these tight ends, like who can be, who can take tight end snaps? So I think like even, I just think people don't really understand how this works fully. Like Mike is People talk about like, he's a big wide receiver, but, 78% of his routes last year were out of 11 personnel, which means he was the only tight end on the field. He's playing alongside three wide receivers. So Mike Gesicki opens up a ton of routes for some Dolphins' tight end when he leaves and is also a sign that like even when you have big wide receiver Mike Gesicki, you, you want him to be able to play the snaps designated for a tight end. It's He's not taking snaps from a wide receiver. I mean, sometimes he is, but... Generally he's not. So tight ends should play tight end is generally my my read on it. And so if you hear like, oh, he's just gonna be a big receiver, he's just gonna be a big receiver, like yeah, he's probably gonna be a big receiver for you know 10% route participation, but what's he doing for the rest? Right. Um
0: Pat, your your uh internet is starting to lag on me there uh a little bit. But yeah, I think that's uh a very good way for people to be thinking about the the tight end stuff and now you mentioned Mike Gusecki didn't he didn't I see he just dislocated his shoulder too so that that
1: definitely stings that's that's bummer that's bummer
0: yeah um all right Pat so for the people uh we get we're gonna have uh, a couple uh drafts over on ship chasing the next couple days tonight Uh, at, uh, 9 PM, I believe, uh, we're kicking things off. Yeah. We're doing a silver bullet draft on NFC. So this is a high stakes, single entry contest. You can only get one entry. There's $5,000 in league prizes and a $50,000 top prize. So Pat Gretch and myself are going to be drafting in that. And then tomorrow night. We are going to be blending Wednesday Best Ball Breakfast, the uh, the champ and the banana stand. We're going to have Pat and Sean Siegel and, of course, Ben Gretch. We're going to be drafting an FFPC main event team with a million-dollar top prize. Pat, looking forward uh, to those drafts tomorrow uh, and tonight.
1: Yeah, psyched for that.
0: Um, All right, guys, check out Pat over at Legendary Upside. We've been dropping the links down below. Check out that tight end piece. Uh, I also will have it in the show notes here as well. Otherwise, we will see you guys uh, over on Ship Chasing. Up next, we have the best ball banana stand with Rotovis' Sean
1: Siegel. Let's do it.